When all I got is joints to kill Second hand on my addictive spill Getting tired of the rush, taking trips to chill West side, palm trees, mountain tops and hills Taste wine at Mount Palomar, no need for a cellular Taking in the view, sipping sherry and Temecula Cheers as we step through, I know you've been expecting us Ten steps ahead of competition for the catching up Nice in the summer, toy buttons for that old school Top still drop, high power when it roll through Moving like a king, motivated by the hustle Give a damn about the props, keep my paper in the bundle my paper, man. Top shelf spirit with the bars Trying to entertain your Venus, take you back with me to Mars Not tangled in the stars, highly grounded Accounts where I've been, what I've seen in my surroundings Voice span the globe as I speak for black Americans Celebrate the struggle in the midst of no development Vlog say you gotta keep it relevant Smash a couple chicks, going hard at V-Live Cause they expect the shit Interview with Solomon, poking at your character But understand you don't get exposed in front of cameras Say the modest act for the pastor Coming from the north where they blast you Flying on planes just for the laughter Never thought that I would be a rapper Stereotypes are giving class that a master Master Yeah, this feel like Feel like I'm at K-Crib back in 2001 Me, K, D, Big Mud We sitting there writing on the phone Listen to beats Get loose A lot of cats that came through since then you know what I'm saying? This the original article right here. This how we get looks with it. Spit them balls. Uh. That's the moving finger on the move and move and make it groove, man. Uh. Ethos. Thank you for listening to From Houston with Love, where we give you a balanced dose of arts, 
culture, you know, what's going on locally in the city of Houston, and we also, on this one, show you how to fight hurricanes that try to damage and kill your city. Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From Hugh With Love. That's From H O U With Love. Also, on Facebook, From Hugh With Love. And uh, of course, you can follow us on rappersiknow.com and illmarriedmedia.com. Rappersiknow.com bring you some of the freshest underground music from across the country and the world. And Illmarried Media specializes in all types of multimedia creation including podcasts, videos, short films, and so forth. And now, let's start the show. Man. 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 We are back. D? D? Yeah. D, I am so happy. Uh, I've I've seen you since things have transpired. Yeah. To be sitting down in a setting like this. Bro. I am happy to see you. I'm happy to be here with you. Man, uh, you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, to Houston, from Houston with love. Uh, post Hurricane Harvey, uh, we went through a very, um, and I, I think these words won't won't even explain or describe what this was that just mm. transpired. A traumatic experience for the whole city of oh, Houston. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, I am I'm I'm, I'm D Rose Cashmere Dunn, uh, and. I can say, um, and speaking with my my fellow man right here, I can say that we have been through a lot in the past week it's that been, has just transpired. Only been a week. It's been a week. Only been a week. Okay. Uh, I'm D. Randall from Sunnyside, Houston, Texas, and um, you know I'm still here. We want to give a shout out to our brother D. Ray, who is not here today because he is out um, helping some others with. Uh, cleaning out their homes and kind of reclaiming their property and so forth and, and getting things back in order. So he's out yeah. there doing some good work right now. So shout out to D Ray. Uh, we'll, we'll have him on here next week, hopefully. Um, but yeah. Um, Man. So as you mentioned, <laughs> and as everyone should know by now, uh, we got hit with hurricane Harvey last week, which is why we were unable to bring you an episode last week. But we gave them a mix. They they we were get, able to. We gave them a mix. The mix. Yeah. Finished that mix right before the power went out. So right before, <laughs> right before the power went out. So we still got it in. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so that hopefully you had something that you could enjoy, and, and we will be posting that mix uh, again later this week. Now that things have kind of settled down, but um, yeah, we we knew a few days in advance that Hurricane Harvey was was coming in, mm-hmm. coming in strong. They said it was a category three and then it got bumped up to a category four. What did you do to prepare for it? Like what, what did you, what was going through your mind when, when, when we knew that this hurricane was going to land and what did you do to prepare for it? Well, when I, when, when I heard first heard of the, uh, Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm no, gonna no, come go back ahead. to that. Okay. Cause I, I knew I was going to do this. I knew I was going to do this. No, no, go ahead. Before we even get into this, because I know I'm going to forget later on, man. There are a few people that I do want to thank for everything that happened um, or, or helping us with, with everything that went on this week. No doubt. And I know this is out of order, but I'm going to forget later. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank my city for staying strong. The city of Houston definitely showed me uh, something remarkable. 
Shout out to Mattress Mac, aka Jim Mac and Bill, mm-hmm. who's always had his city on his on, on his back ever since the the Mid South wrestling days. Um, Gallery Furniture really will save you money, mm-hmm. but he opened both of his stores as a shelter as soon as as the storm stopped, and he even housed a lot of National Guard members as well and let everyone just sleep for free and and you know fed them and camped out. Um, of course, shout out to JJ Watt also putting on for the city. Mm-hmm. Raising a tremendous amount of money, and hopefully it goes to a lot of good places. Um, shout out also to the countless volunteers and countless charities that opened up their hearts, rolled up their sleeves, and opened up their wallets to to help um, provide for the city in the aftermath of everything. Yep. Um, shout out to all my people on Facebook who who sat through all my ramblings throughout the week. But uh, but shared it with a lot of people so that people outside of the situation could see what an inside view of the situation looked like. And and finally, and I know I'm missing people, but finally, uh, right before you showed up to record this today, I got a call from Jarrell, uh, also known as LAZ from Clear Soul Forces mm-hmm. up, up in Detroit. Shout out to the 313 Detroit, Michigan. Um, he and his friend, his buddy, Emil, a.k.a. E-Fave, also in Clear Soul Forces. Right. They own a moving company, and they donated use of two of their moving trucks, loaded them up with supplies, and they are actually sending two trucks to Houston this week. Uh, they're sending one on Monday and one on Tuesday. Word. And they are um, they're sending these trucks to a couple of local leaders who are taking those trucks directly into, um, like, Fifth Ward, Okay. And and some of the other places that were also affected by the storm but didn't get as much airtime, so to speak. Yeah. And they're putting those supplies directly into the hands of the people. So shout out to my Detroit players. Um, shout out to Clear Soul Forces, man. You you cats, I, I love you guys. And and thank you for looking out as well. Did you have any that you wanted to thank? Uh yeah. Uh the National Black United Front. Yep, um, and that's actually that's that's where they're sending these supplies to to them. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Malik yeah. Muhammad, Malik Muhammad, yep. and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to brother Malik. Uh, he's out there on the forefront of it all, uh, making sure, man, that uh, the people in uh, impoverished communities, man, who who are being overlooked, man, is uh, taken care of, and just just people in general. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, shout out to my boy Kavanaugh. Uh, he's family with uh, All Real Radio. Him and the West Street Recovery, they're out there also doing doing a great work, man, in the community, being sure that the people are served. Uh, shout out to my man Northside Outlaw, uh, also known as Vince, government name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Northside Outlaw is also riding with those boys out there, man, and uh, and just making sure, man, that you know nobody goes uh, overlooked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and all, and of course, All Real Radio. They're doing their thing to be sure that the word is getting spread out about where you can get do, uh, donations, water, um, whatever kind of necessities, uh, essential necessities that you need. Uh, they're, they're out there and they're just being sure that they're spreading the word on the interwebs and also out there on the streets. Um, also, um, uh, shout out to uh, my fiance. She's using her business to help help people uh, be sure that they're straight. Uh, so shout out to Nitra Blair. Shout out to uh, Ava Logans. She uh, was was on was online making sure everybody knew where to go. Yeah. To get necessities and and, and things and whatnot. 
Uh, those are some names that just come to mind off the top of my head. Oh, also shout out to uh brother Derek Muhammad, also of All Real Radio family. Derek Muhammad has been out there, man, uh, being sure that that everyone uh, in the different communities from Greens Point, Fifth Ward, Third Ward, all over. He was on the east side yesterday. Uh, I didn't know he was on that side. I was also on the east side helping out, helping out uh, some people clear their houses out. But shout out to Derek Muhammad. He's been hitting it hard out there on the streets for the people. And it's not a, a white thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a, a Mexican thing. It's a people thing because everybody was affected. And it's a Houston thing. It, it, exactly. Man. Everybody was touched <laughs> and affected in one shape or form or another uh, by this hurricane in Houston and the out, outer uh, line counties as well. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's, it's a great thing, man, when you see people come together put all the bull, the the bull to the side and all the differences to the side and and go out to help their fellow man that is a it's a beautiful sight man so shout out to everyone that mm-hmm. is out there playing their part man oh yeah absolutely um and, and one more person i forgot uh, anthony frazier owner of high volume music live mm. uh, shout out to him he runs uh, jacob's home for men as well who helps displaced homeless men um what was really impressive, I mean, besides him already taking them and housing them, he had those guys who probably have less than most of us. He had them gather up things that they didn't need, like extra clothes that they had, and they actually donated. Wow. As well. Um, and then wow, Cashmere Dawn and I made a couple of donations to, to Jacob's home as well. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. Not even a commercial break. This is a music break. We don't have commercials. We don't have sponsors <laughs> like that. Um, we're going to take a quick music break, just a quick one, gather up our thoughts, and when we come back, we are going to really get into um, everything that went down with this hurricane. This is this mm-hmm. is a moment in history, and for those of you who are not there, we really want to share uh, our experiences, at least, with what happened with it. So we'll be right back with From Houston. With love. Peace. Closely with inside Could be the 
automatic noise White horses bike parts Kill whoever you are Kill the manufacturer We'll make you a star We are back, and uh, like we promised before, we're just going to kind of dive right into it. I was asking you before, before my mind got thrown off track, mm-hmm. uh, we we had a couple of days, a few days notice. We always get notices about disturbances out in the Gulf of Mexico and in the Atlantic Ocean and so forth. Yep. So we did have a few days to prepare for it, and they were telling us that this one was coming directly for us. Category 3 got upgraded to a Category 4. Right. What did you do in the days before to prepare for it? Um, <clears throat> the days before, uh, contacted. First thing I did was contact my mother, uh, because if we go back, backstory, Hurricane Allison. Uh, it was a tropical storm. It was a tropical storm. This wasn't even a my full, bad, my bad. Yeah, tropical it was, storm. It wasn't even a full out hurricane. It wasn't even a full out hurricane, but, but it, it flooded might as well the same. <laughs> uh, Allison, um, her home got flooded out. And actually, I was still, I was uh, like kind of a couple of years out of college, working off and on, you know what I'm saying, trying to figure it out at that time. Yeah. But I wasn't home when the home when her home flooded, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister my sister and my little brother and uh, my mom's husband, David, were there as well. And uh, my sister was pregnant with my, my, uh, my nephew at the time, okay? So this mm-hmm. is a backstory. So they had to... The, the home got flooded when right. Allison hit, and they all had to wade through the water at night. Wow. We stayed by Bayou. Ooh. So they had to- In the cover the, of darkness. In the cover of darkness. Woo. They had to wade their way out, right? So we come here. So now you ask me what I did to prepare. Yeah. I called my mother, and I called my sister, because they both stayed Cashman Gardens. Right. All right? Fifth Ward. Fifth Ward. North side. North side. Okay. Called them and said, hey- you know how it gets on our side of town. Mm-hmm. You know I'm in Sunnyside now. So if y'all need a place to stay, come here. Right. I made the, the, the necessary calls to them first. Because yeah. just because I know what happens over there. Oh yeah. It floods quick. So then I went to the store. Me and Nietzsche went to the store, picked up essentials, you know, uh, toiletries. We picked up uh cases of water, mm-hmm. extra food, because you know, we were expecting to have have some family over yep so uh and just going forward you know we you know made sure everything around the house was cool being sure you know we had things in place just in case something popped off you know and uh you know uh me i had my just in case the post-apocalypse take had take place i I understand i had also essential things in place to be sure that (laughs) things were protected that's right As we all did. And just, be, you know, just because, you know, lights go out, people go crazy. It's still sunny side. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, we just made sure that we had everything intact, man. Just so if anything, anything out of the norm that happens in, in tropical storms or hurricanes, anything that happens, you know, at least will be 
somewhat we'll be ready be, because ready. because this is a way of life for us living in living where we live anyone that lives along the gulf coast really mm-hmm. is accustomed to this and you may not always take it seriously right. but you always have it in the back of your mind when when hurricane season is around mm-hmm. even if you don't get a hurricane you could be affected by a number of things that will impede your access to certain things right just like some people now who weren't directly hit by the storm are having trouble getting gas because a lot of the gas comes from where we are. Right. Or, you know, sometimes it, it may take an extra three or four days for our grocery stores to stock up on some things that we need simply because they can't, the suppliers can't necessarily get here now. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're kind of used, this is always in the back of our minds. Right. And it was the same way for me. Um, I live next door to my parents and I bought the house next door to my parents. So, you know, there's always a check-in system when it comes to any type of storm. One thing about my particular block is whenever we have any kind of storm, and sometimes it's just a heavy rain, our power grid goes out. Something pops every time. So this time we were we definitely expected the possibility or we knew that our power was going to go out. Like right. that that was already known. So we had a generator in place already that we uh, that we ran to both homes just like you uh i actually went i went a, a couple of days early to get a few supplies just because i know that there would be a rush to the stores mm-hmm. so i went to walmart at like six o'clock in the morning before work one day and i just went in i just I stocked up on some cases and the, the toiletries and a few non non-perishables and i was like i'm good yeah because i already know the the one or two days before it's supposed to make landfall right it's gonna be madness and and that was that like we you know we just had a contingency plan like if the power goes out we're going to run this generator we got to fuel it every eight hours Mm -hmm. you know i got a bunch of dogs i'm known for that so i opened my garage so my dogs should just go in the garage and uh not have to worry about them being out in the elements and you know and you know we had the uh the extra protective layer Uh as you would say yes and we just we just settled down and got ready, man. We, yep. you know, it was coming. wasn't There was no panic. There was no fear. It was just we just want to make sure that we know where everybody is, mm-hmm. and we know that there's a plan. If something was to go the wrong way, what's going to be the plan if moves have to be made? Right. And 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 with this one, it's it's kind of funny because uh, I think I really I really uh, got my real hurricane hands-on experience as an adult with ike oh yeah uh because when ike hit um it's kind of same across the board like you know, like we, we were out of i was out of um electricity for a week mm-hmm. you know uh falling trees a lot of chainsawing a lot of pulling tugging mm-hmm. moving stuff you know what i'm saying Oof. so that that right there kind of prepared me for this as far as like knowing what I would have to do, right? If something popped off, like something like that again, uh, but I had a feeling. Um, sometimes you get get that gut feeling like something might happen, and so mm-hmm. I was kind of like, kind of like, overly prepared for, <laughs> for no such for thing. This. <laughs> no you know such what I'm saying? Thing. But as far as like, as far as like, expecting, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Like, cause I, 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 I like some, some, some I would. 
like if like if the weatherman says this is about to happen, sometimes you know, and then in here in Houston, the weather's bipolar. Right. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But for this one, I had kind of like more of a urge to be like, all right, well, I got this, this right here, this right here. Uh, I got my my water here. Uh, all right, I got my extra fruits here because I know I'm gonna need this mm-hmm. because after this gone, it's gonna be straight junk. Yeah. So you know, like I, I had I had a lot more more in place. Yeah. Than I did the last time. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> you know and, what I'm saying. And Ike was actually a really good litmus test for us because. Um, you know, it kind of represents like we were really prepared for this because post Katrina, like right after Katrina, Rita mm-hmm. came in, right, and that's when the the whole mass evacuation came in, right, and that was a tragedy. Um, like over a hundred people died just on the highway, on the freeway, yep. And the storm didn't even hit. Ike was kind of the opposite of that, where people were like, "All right, let's let's actually kind of hunker down for this one, and be more vigilant." Now the thing with Ike was Ike had some really strong winds, yep. And we had trees all over the place, and it actually, like, it, it actually did some damage. Like, yep. it did some considerable damage, but we actually learned a lot from that, and it's actually good that people did not try to evacuate Ike, or it would have been really bad. Yeah. So, with Harvey, I think, especially for people who have been here for a while, we were able to think a lot more clearly. Like you said, we were able just to prepare, and we kind of knew this is what we'll need for X amount of days. Mm-hmm. And we, I think, in our minds, at, at least on this side, we had an idea of how long it would take to get back on our feet if the worst would happen. Right. The one thing, and I knock on wood about it every day, um, in in my area of Sunnyside, at least, we don't really have problems with flooding. They fixed that for us about 15 years ago or so when they widened up the bayous and they improved a lot of the drainage in the area. Some of the newer neighborhoods right down the street didn't do as well. But in my part of the neighborhood, flooding wasn't even a concern because we were pretty confident that that wasn't going to be an issue for us. Um, But it was just that the whole power and then access to get to things outside of the neighborhood as well. So uh, the storm for us I think it technically landed on that Friday. Yeah, it was like Friday, Friday Saturday, night. early Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it landed. It was pretty, the, the first night was pretty rough. Um, I still had power then. I was I was surprised. <laughs> Saturday night was really the night where it, where it hit us yeah. hard. That was that was when it, it came back in and it, it really, really landed on us. Um, what was it like for you during the storm? Um, man, really, um, Friday, my, my sister and nephews came, came to the house, my mother, uh, and, and her husband, they stayed in the neighborhood, right? So, uh, I was concerned, was concerned about them, but at the same time, you know, I had to take care of getting my sister and, uh, my sister, my brother and, and my nephews were there. So I had to, you know, focus on getting them situated in the house being sure you know everything was straight they brought in some extra food some extra water and uh man we just hunkered down man and just uh just really was just paying attention to what was going on outside you know this is the first time like i really don't watch the news i just i really don't watch the news at all (laughs) but it was uh but this is like the first time uh, in a long time where you know i had 
had the news on and it was specifically catered towards the weather right because of the hurricane and uh you know and actually just watching that watching that paying attention you know looking outside being sure everything was straight and man uh saturday saturday about 12 o'clock it started raining like you know what cats <laughs> dogs sharks pelicans yeah. whatever whatever was coming from the sky man that yeah. all that water man just start coming at one time and it didn't stop did not it stop. did not stop and it led on from saturday morning it took a uh, from early saturday morning it took a break here and there throughout mm-hmm. the day and then right back at night it started pouring down some more more and that's when it got bad Yes, sir. Yeah, I, um, same thing. Like, uh, you know, Friday, Friday, there was a lot of rain. It, it, you know, it didn't, it didn't really hit as hard. And I knew, I already knew that the Saturday was supposed to be the the tougher day. Um, but I remember, I knew it was going to be bad because, remember, Friday was the quote unquote light day. It was just the intro. Right, right. That was just the opening bars. Right. Right, right, right. That was the first act. Right. And my father went to go check on some of our other dogs that we have at a lot that, you know, they were very secure or whatnot, which is just right down in Third Ward. Mm -hmm. And when he got to the bayou by our house, um, he crossed the bayou and and pretty much all of Scott Street was flooded. And this is my father who's lived here for over 40 years in, in this neighborhood. Wow. Um. (laughs) <laughs> almost 50 years he he came right back and he was like i have never seen flood like this yeah ever i was like what he was like like no joke i've, I've never seen a flood like this like we we got some rain last night and then the following night it right. rained even more right at 10 o'clock our lights went out mm-hmm. like i expected it and would. this is saturday night right this is saturday night mm-hmm. those lights went out and i was like well there goes that. Right. And uh, I pretty much, I was like, I'm going to go to sleep because I'm, I'm not going to sit up through this. And I, I slept with one eye open. I had, you know, I woke up every hour on the hour pretty much. Look outside. All right, cool. The water's yeah. not coming up. Yeah. Went back to sleep. Um, got up Sunday. There was a little bit of a break Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Just enough for me to see that. All my neighbors across the street had power. My side of the street did not have power, <laughs> so I was I was a little salty about that. But at but all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even Monday, around the clock, twenty four seven, my phone was just going off. Right. Everyone checking in, trying to figure out if you're all right or whatnot. So I think on Sunday, I think I started just updating people on Facebook on, on what I was seeing on the ground. Right. And it was, it was, it was pretty cool, man. Uh, well, that part of it, the hurricane was not. Yeah. And, uh, and I got one more thing to add. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, that Saturday I was, I was getting on my mother. I was like, Hey man, look, look, man. And like, you know, I was like, I was getting on the ass, man. Like just period. <laughs> like, look, yeah. mama, mama, look, man. Uh, it hasn't stopped raining yet. You still got time to come over. What's going on? So she didn't come. So I, I, and my mind is so turned. Like I don't, my, 
as far as like keeping up with the days, it kind of became a blur mm-hmm. at some a certain point because I don't know if it was early Saturday morning or early no, it was early Sunday morning. Her house was full of water. She woke up Ooh. and water was already in the house, like at the bed, right? Ooh. And so, uh, and this is just you know from from what they told me. Um, you know, so my stepdad he comes in trying not to frighten her, wakes her up and is like, you know, hey, uh <laughs> uh got just it. look. <laughs> yeah, got, you know, it's a, it's a little situation going you know on. What I'm saying? And so so that kinda kinda nerved me up, man, because you know, you know, I had been been trying to get her over there mm-hmm. and and now we had the situation to where she's in the water. And so, oh man! So that created what will become a rescue mission. <laughs> and for, and for to people, go get her. and for people who haven't dealt with it and don't quite understand, obviously, flooding in your house is a bad thing. You know, there's there's property damage to think about, right? But there's also significant health and safety concerns that go along with that as well, right? Uh, one of those things being if the power is still on in the house there's the possibility of the water coming in contact with an electrical current yes and being electrocuted yes also when flood waters rise they bring everything from the street the ditches the sewers and everything else up with them into your home into your home and it's making contact with your skin if you touch it as well so that's why you know if if your house starts flooding and you're in there that's why it's imperative that you get out mm-hmm. as quickly as you can mm-hmm. because there are a number of things that come into play. But continue. Yeah. And you know, so so we you know, so we we just talked about the rain part mm-hmm. and all the water. So now the city has to deal with flooding. Right. Right. Before we get to that though. Okay. Before we get to that. Um because I, I do I do want to bring up something just to kind of just to kind of frame this for everyone mm-hmm. um houston is a city that's that's people kind of spitefully say that it's known for flooding it's it's a very flat city but it does do a lot in terms of designing and building um, systems for drainage mm-hmm. Our initial concern with this hurricane was not necessarily anything from the winds or the initial rains. The the primary concern that a lot of us had was for flooding. There are certain areas of town that regardless of the amount of drainage, because of their elevation and their design, are going to flood. And what a lot of people don't realize, especially if they haven't been here for a while, is the floods don't necessarily start immediately sometimes the flooding doesn't come until maybe like a day or two later right after the rains subside so one of the things that we knew about the storm was that we were going to get some heavy rains for at least three days but the real danger comes into play when the rain stops Mm -hmm. and and that's the part that a lot of people i think did not prepare for um most of them did, but there were still a lot of people that got caught off guard because they were like, okay, the sun is out, but yo, all that water that's built up somewhere, it has to go somewhere else. Yes, it does. And it's 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 trying to get back down to the Gulf. And if your home is between that water and the Gulf, guess what? That water is going to find you. Mm-hmm. 
So you were talking about flooding. Yeah. Um, you know, so the whole city got flooded, man, except except for certain areas. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the city was underwater. Yeah. In particular, uh, the downtown area, especially the north end of downtown mm-hmm. that was close to the bayou. Right. It got flooded because the bayou itself, uh, Buffalo Bayou, which is kind of like the main tributary through the city that leads out to the port of Houston. It it rose to a level that I'd never seen before. It made a freeway disappear. It made a freeway completely disappear. Two freeways almost. Yes. <laughs> it uh, it also made Allen Parkway disappear, which mm-hmm. is uh, the street that runs alongside Buffalo Bayou. Uh-huh. And again, you guys have to remember, they've done significant work on this bayou over the last 10 years to widen it and improve it. So it was actually built... <laughs> to to drain water right but there was so much water that it still filled up um so allen parkway was screwed as well a lot of people on the west side of town especially in cinco ranch sienna Mm -hmm. plantation over in the southwest experienced a lot of flooding as well yep a lot of that partially has to do with the design of those those are newer communities so part of that has to do with the design of those communities but another part of it is they got a lot more rain than we got right here in Sunnyside. And then of course, uh, up in the Northeast, uh, like a fifth ward and then going up like towards North shore and a lot of those other areas, mm-hmm. they also got significant amount of rain as the rain was leaving our system. So it, it's, it's weird that Houston is so spread out that different areas of town can get significantly different amounts of rain. Right. There were some areas that got, uh, I think our area got maybe 20 inches of rain. Mm-hmm. There are other areas that got up to like 56 inches of rain. Right. Here's a fact. Here's a fact for everyone to understand. Um, for everyone who has criticized Houston for being quote unquote flat. And I heard some people say that Houston is a bowl. It's not true. It's actually flat. It's very flat. The average elevation is 50 feet above sea level. And I think the highest elevation might be like 60 feet. So mm-hmm. it's very flat, but it is a city in which the bayous and even the freeways are designed to retain water and drain it. Um, whenever you see a, a recessed freeway like Highway 288 or 59 or even I-10, whenever you see those get flooded mm-hmm. like 20 feet up to the banks, it's supposed to do that because it's keeping that water from draining into the neighborhood itself. Right. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty fantastic on TV. It looks very scary and dangerous. But that's exactly what they're designed to do. Otherwise, that water would be in your neighborhood. So, Houston is designed again to have that water drain away. But here's something that people have to understand. This was the most amount of rainfall Ever. that in U.S. history, ever to come from one storm. So remember that. Remember that when you talk about what people should have done and how unprepared Houston was, or, or whatever you want to say about it. This was the most rainfall that anyone that you know, living or dead, that has lived in the United States mm-hmm. has ever seen. We were here to see it. If this amount of rain falls in another city, it's a wrap. If it rained this much in New York, 
it would take New York months to recover from it. Right. If this rain happened in L.A., half of L.A. would be in the Pacific Ocean. If it happened in Chicago, the lake would have swallowed it up. Right. So what I'm saying is people, people want to say what they want to say about it, but this was the most amount of rainfall recorded from a single storm, and most of the water drained out within a day or two. Now, there are some areas that are downstream from the, the Attics Reservoir and the Barker Reservoir mm-hmm. who, unfortunately, are still catching water from those reservoirs because they had to drain them. Uh, it's unfortunate, but... And there know. are some areas that are still underwater, right. like right now. Still underwater. Still right people, now. like last night, I saw where there are still people, evacuees who needed to get get taken to another place right. because they're still submerged with water. Mm-hmm. Their homes are, are still immersed with water. They're still surrounded by water. There's like yeah. no way to get, you know, like, um, uh, cause they showed some, uh, it was like a real time video where they were showing kids, uh, certain kids like riding jet skis on the water. Yeah. Like in Kirk, like Kirkwood, uh, that's the area in Southwest Houston for those who are unfamiliar, like in the Kirkwood area, kids riding jet it's crazy. skis. Like it's you in know, the it's it's crazy, man. In the streets, <laughs> and, right. and it's been a week, and it's still still water, still out there. water out there. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna take one one more music break, and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna discuss. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna go a little bit more in depth about what we saw once the storm kind of lifted its head, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be right back with more from Houston with love. You can I talk to you all for a minute? Yeah, one two. Double love, double love, double love, double love. Yeah. We never sleep. We only rest when you're spitting your rhymes. Ain't no diamonds on my neck, but prefer to shine on stage, on mic, on stage, all night. Get ready. Get up. Get loud. Get on the grind. We never sleep. Three, amalgamated with the awesome two The form five fingers to death To slap your blue and black Flow back in the K.O. Co-signers Be bruising me close Lining your headliners Off stage we give you reasons for stage diving Head first we turn a term to stage dying Keep trying to reach an invisible goal See your water down flows Diluted your soul We feel the picture with a strong elixir Burn hairs off the chest Plus your image out the picture Bonanza As Hannah Barbarian Captain Caveman Barbarian rap You better Carry your back to your headquarters Before your Kool-Aid pumping heart Start leaking red water You don't start it with us Cause we will damn sure finish it Diminish minute minute Cut the check plus the benefit I'm even more absurd with it Observe a monster with words of urban alone Spit a verse and a murderer comes With a gun in the waist Running I'm stunning with the maneuvers The black Freddy Cougar will rap Strap with a Luger is back with a vengeance Clap with 16 in the clip The demon in black leaning him The team is a monster The diabolical Double up to your credible KO We got you shaking and waving your hands like Tony Yayo, see this the fifth element. We spit for the head of it. Stop my rhetoric's hot, you not ready for war. I'm a star when I spit it heavy with a machete raw. Nigga spark, I crush your jaw in a bizarre confetti. I'm far from the petty nonsense niggas to speak about. Bitch niggas on deck, I'm leaking darts to seek them out. Nigga, what? It's a brand new sheriff in town. Keep building your hopes up, little nigga. We tearing them down. It's 
no technical test Double a feature with no special effects We go for the neck with the fangs out Broad daylight, nigga, we bang out The whole dark side of this shit that we breathe Spit to increase certain levels of pain Step if the game, if not, knock it off Go complete dead in the track Just to stop them all, top it all off It might drop in the fall, winter, the spring or summer It's a wonderful thing to ponder What should I conquer next? Finna launch the next camp to concentrate Stomp the place till nothing exists Clutching the fist like P. Newton Keep snoozing, keep bruising Keep choosing the best weapon to see through them Off of the plank, walk off at your bank Shark in the tank, spark up the dank Double FKO, hard in the paint So don't start with you can't feel a shit We only rest when you spit in your rhymes Ain't no diamonds on my neck but prefer to shine On stage, on mic, on pay All night, get ready, get up, get live Get on the grind, we never sleep We only rest when you spit in your rhymes Ain't no diamonds on my neck but prefer to shine On stage, on mic, on pay All night, get ready, get up, get live Get on the grind, can you get your boy a level check? What up, one, two I know you can hear me now but I don't think you ready yet Know that I've been around but now it's another threat Legendary, got down with the posse Not to be confused with the double X Only perfection is accepted, nothing less It's like a pestilent mortar with the grind And the proof and the testicle fortitude Through the science It seems that I'm more than a mortal at times I'm the last of a breed, there's no more of this kind And when I'm dying, you will acknowledge that I'm An example of a master of ceremonies defined I'm only the vessel, the flow is divine More than the messenger, the booth is a shrine You don't have to question it, the proof's in the rhyme So let this be a lesson to whoever's on the grind Yo, as I combine all the juice from the grind Heal up, we up, breaking backbones and spines Powerful impact, boom, they ain't standing Abandoned, dispersed from the verse I imagine Damaging rhyme pattern, traveling You battling, better call in the Vatican you babbling, I don't play them shenanigans Fuck around, I get mad again Leave you looking like Anakin Life in limbo, slice foes like Kimbo Tight flow, strike blows, composed in pencil Beware the critical bomb scare My pen providing me quick chemical warfare KO's back with the flow, fact Attack of the whack, them C's and D Chewing them like snacks So analyze, you'll find that each line of the rhyme Designed ahead of its time, get on your grind Thank you, thank you. We're back from our music break, uh, discussing Hurricane Harvey, and uh, mm -hmm. what we we um was just discussing uh, what what we uh, did to prepare as the the uh, hurricane was was uh, making its way uh, to Houston, and now I, I think uh, we're going to talk about what we saw after the uh, yeah after the storm hit. Yeah. Now. I do want to backtrack a little bit. One one of the things, the the most common question or the most common comment that I saw from people was people remarking about why why we didn't evacuate or why people did, didn't evacuate the storm. Right. I touched on it briefly earlier. Um, the greater Houston metropolitan area, which includes Houston, Katy, Conroe. Sugarland and a bunch of other smaller cities mm -hmm. has about 6.5 million people. Um, Say that one more time. 6.5 million million people. That's more than 18 other U.S. states combined, just in our general <laughs> metropolitan area. It is the fastest growing area in the entire country, and it's rapidly expanding. Mm -hmm. So. I would I would dare to ask if anyone anyone has 6.5 million people in one place 
how are you going to move those people? Even if you had two weeks notice, how are you going to move six and a half million people? It actually makes more sense to take what you have here to prevent as much loss of life and property as possible. Let's be honest. If any natural disaster hits, whether it's an earthquake in California or um, if it's an un, it's a, if it's a man-made situation like 9-11 in, in New York. Right. There's going to be damage regardless of how much precaution you try to take. Um, I don't see anyone asking earthquake victims if they evacuated, even if they had like 48 hours notice before it hit. You know, um, it's just not it's just not feasible. It's just not reasonable. Right. And for any of you that saw the freeways that were underwater, imagine if those freeways had thousands of cars stuck in traffic and the storm hit. All those people would have drowned. You would have had the worst tragedy. And 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 a mat. So so and just from you saying that, Mm -hmm. take all the people who were. On the freeway from Hurricane Rita, and you put them on that freeway. That's what I'm saying. At that particular time, you would have had hundreds of thousands of people potentially dead because they were trying to evacuate. Right. So, as I was saying before, with the way that the city is designed, the freeways are actually designed to retain water and then drain them, which buys you enough time to figure out what moves need to be made. Regardless of what happens, we know that there are going to be situations where there will be flooding and people will have to be moved one way or the other. Right. It's best to wait and see what the water is going to do before you do that. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think we we had a much, much lower loss of life than it could have been. As a fact, as a matter of fact, most of the the lives that were lost, and I think there were like 25 or 30 Mm -hmm. up to this point. Most of them initially were people who were in their cars trying to escape the storm by road. Right. Which is one of the things that they tell you not to do. So once the rain stopped and we kind of saw where the water was, then they started issuing the evacuations. Like, okay, if you're in this area, you're probably going to flood. We need to get you out of there as soon as possible. Now that the rains have stopped and we know where everything is going to go. Right. Uh, Our boy... Cashless DJ Cashless lives along I-10 out by like literally 200 feet away from one of the reservoirs and he's watching the water rise. He's on the second floor of an apartment and he's eye level with the reservoir. So if it floods, it's going to come up to the second floor Mm -hmm. and he was sitting there watching it. They had people uh, like national guard or whatever stationed outside, just kind of waiting for the word and he got a knock on his door and he said, hey, you got 45 minutes. Get what you need. We're going to get you on this truck and get you out of here. Mm. That's the way that it's supposed to work. Right. Now, fortunately, knock on wood, the water didn't make it up to his apartment. But that's that's a smart evacuation. That's how you do it. You put the people in place. We had emergency personnel stationed all over the place when the storm hit. And they were just waiting for the word. Okay, if you're in Fort Bend, if you're in Missouri City, wherever you are, Boom, you got an hour, you got two hours. You have until tonight to get out, get what you can, because we're really concerned about loss of life more than anything. Property damage is secondary. It sucks. Right. But this is designed to save lives. And I cannot stress how good of a job they did 
in that respect mm-hmm. in making sure that there was as little loss of life as possible. They were definitely they were definitely uh on point to that regard. Um you know, and 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 with anything uh small mistakes are made with anything that you try to execute yeah. but for the most part from from what we've seen done in this hurricane a lot of people stepped up to the plate from from our, our, our military people mm-hmm. uh to uh just just those who took it upon their own selves to govern their certain areas right to make sure people were were uh okay whether it was evacuation whether it was uh supplies needed or just helping rescue people from their uh mm-hmm. from their homes everybody stepped up yep in one shape form or fashion now we have some ignorant people out there as well some you know that that kind of made it hard (laughs) but for the most the majority um the majority everybody stepped up and played their part right um you said cashless could see the could see the reservoir yeah at eye level yeah he showed me he sent me a photo while he was there he's like this is me looking out my window the reservoir is at eye level to my second story apartment. Did he po- didn't he did he post that? Uh he may have. Okay. I, he did he did he actually went over to one of the levees over there and he posted the water right up to the banks. His was crazy. Um there's a dam in the reservoir. Mm-hmm. And even above the dam, there's like another twenty feet of ground for the levee. The water had flooded twenty feet above the dam, and oh, it was wow. for a while. They thought that it was going to actually break through the levee and spill over. Yeah, and, and that would have been a big problem. Uh, that was part of the reason why the the Army Corps of Engineers had to start releasing the water, because if it would have spilled over, it would have actually been worse. Like right. they they were basically like, we can flood some homes or we can flood every home. Right. So unfortunately, this is the way that it is. These reservoirs were not designed to withstand water from the most amount of rainfall in recorded U.S. history. In every other storm, they held held up fine. But in an event like this, which is a one in a 1,000 year event, supposedly, (laughs) it's there's only so much that you can do. And unfortunately, like you said, some of those areas are still underwater today, and it may be weeks until they until they recover. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I was I will say one of the things that I was I was telling people when I was sending the post on Facebook was I didn't really pay attention to the news because I wanted to kind of keep my head on the swivel and stay focused and stay positive as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I don't want you guys to think that every corner of this city is underwater. Right. There were a lot of areas that took significant damage. Those of us who are not underwater, let's be grateful, but let's help out the people who are. Right. And, um, that, I think that's the part that is hardest to focus on because again, here in Sunnyside, my street was dry. As soon as the rain stopped, my street was dry. Mm-hmm. It would have been very easy for me to be like, man, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Right. The worst that happened was I lost electricity. No, my cousin out Brazoria County, his his house got flooded up to the roof. Um, like you said, Fifth Ward, Cashmere Gardens. 
which I think that area got underreported. Like people were talking about floods out in Katy and Bear Creek, but a lot of places in the Fifth Ward. Every house. Yeah. Every house. Underwater. And for all for all the for well, I'll get into that a little bit later when we start talking about charities and volunteers and so forth. But, you know, we just have to make sure like you said just now, a lot of people hit the streets as soon as it came out. Mm-hmm. We were among that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it's really important that we identify that a lot of people in those areas also needed people to mobilize right, and, and help them out as well. Unfortunately, the water is still there. There's only so much that you can do. But for the time being, just don't lose sight of the fact that that threat still exists and i need to tell you about my my attempted rescue mission oh oh yeah 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 uh so do we have time oh we got time okay so so my mom's crib got flooded out yeah and and uh my my dad stepdad they they waded through the water they got like a mile a mile and a half away to the to the cashmere garden uh, library because as they were wading through the water I'm looking at the mayor at his press conference and this is what he says he was like to those in Cashmere Gardens and I looked up like my antennas went up oh, he said man. to those in Cashmere Gardens so I'm like I'm honed in he said you have a library I've been to that library many times in my childhood Yeah, I, I, I can get there from here if I walked it, it's, it's that that good yeah he said, you have a Cashmere Gardens library. He said, it may be locked, but you can open it. The oh, mayor's words. Oh, word. Like, you know, like speaking in code. Yeah, he was like. It, might, it may be locked. <laughs> if you need but to it get can, in. <laughs> it, he said, it can be opened. That's what's up. So my sister, I look at my sister. She gets on the horn, calls my mother like, hey, the mayor say go to the library. So they wade to the library, right? So, you know, I'm in a house full of women at this point. <laughs> and and what's, 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 what's the demeanor like at the time? Would you say it's calm? It's, Would you say it's panicked? My, my sister <laughs> is on edge. My sister is on edge. I have an A-assertive fiancé. So, you know, decisions <laughs> had to be made. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so never, nevertheless, <laughs> we jump into my sister's uh, Jeep. We go fill it up with gas and we hit the road. Because, you know, like you said, we're not, the streets in, in Sunnyside wasn't flooded. Right. But mind you, freeways are flooded right. at certain points. Yep. And certain areas to where you're trying to exit to get into, they're flooded as well. Mm-hmm. So, we take Cullen all the way down to 610. Make that right. Yep. And we're seeing abandoned vehicles. Yep. Along the way, along along Cullen Street, abandoned vehicles on the side. Yep. As we turn on 610 to get uh to go 610 east to make that to make make it around the SIP channel. Right. There are abandoned vehicles. Yep. On the feeder, abandoned vehicles on the freeway. Bro, <laughs> I saw an abandoned FEMA truck. Dude. And I was like, what? Dude. So. I'm driving, and then I see a car going the wrong way down the freeway. So I'm like, okay. So we get to the ship channel. We go over. It's a tall bridge. We go over that big-ass bridge, 
And when we go down, nothing but water in front of us. Woo. Nothing but water. So what did we have to do? Because I'm trying to go get my mother at this point. Mind right. you, this is a rescue mission to go get my mother from the north side, from the south side. Yo. We coming from the south side to the north side. I can't get there doing that. I had to turn my ass around on 16 in the fast lane on and the, go the opposite on way. On the downside of the ship channel On the bridge. downside of the ship channel, dog. Yo. So if you ever tell me what you can't do, you tell I tell you I tell you this I say no Tell me what you won't do Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we on the freeway Now I'm going The wrong way In the fast lane On the ship channel That's Insane So So it gets worse So then <laughs> So then They're like Hey We still gotta get there We gotta get there The, the feeder The feeder is flooded yep. On one side of 610 the feet was flooded, so I can't get off that way. And I'm still going the wrong way, mind you. Cars are still coming the opposite way. Wow. So I have to get off. It's a it's an on-ramp from 45. All right. I have to go the opposite way towards traffic. And you it's really going to be hard to explain. But you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly about. where you are. You got to go off the on-ramp. I have to go off the on-ramp to turn around on 45 to go the right way, right? So now I'm on 45 trying to get to the north side. So I'm going, and then they're like, then I'm like, oh, shit, okay, it's a 59 ramp off of 45. I yeah. could take the 59 ramp that goes by George R. Brown to get to the north side. We get to the on-ramp to 59, and it's blocked by cops. There's no other way to get there. So I had to turn around again on 45. On 45. And go the wrong way in the fast lane on 45. So now I'm going directly towards traffic in the fast lane on 45. Trying to get to my mother. With two women in the car. With two women in the car. <laughs> and then they're trying to tell me what to do to stay on the freeway. And at that point, I lost it. I won't go into anything that I said. But I got off the freeway and took our happy yeah. asses back to the house to regroup. It was a little shoulder shrugging, huh? It was. It was... <laughs> Things things had to be put in order. <laughs> I was not trying to have any lives taken on on that on yeah. that trip, man. Yo, so, man. so so it, it was it was real, man. Like you really see, but but you know you really see what it is, and not and and not speaking just of me, but of people, mm -hmm. what they'll do in order to try to help someone, either even if it's someone that they care about. Uh, someone that they Someone they know Or just probably Even someone who is in need Man Like uh, This is uh, Not just my story But there's mm -hmm. Thousands of stories Of people going mm -hmm. out Man Trying to And saving people Not yeah. just trying But oh, yeah. saving people Man From From From, from uh, Dire straits Yeah <laughs> There were um, You know To kind of summarize there, there I mean There are stories Of people who have their own personal boats, like rowboats, yes, who were going out to neighborhoods, um, with unprompted, without anyone telling them to, and and going door to door in boats looking for people and bringing people out. Uh, one of my coworkers actually sent us in a group text a video of her apartment flooding. Um, like one hour, it was like two feet high. Mm -hmm. Within an, another hour, it was three feet high. And, and rising, wow. no no pun intended anyway in there. And <laughs> wow. eventually, her and her kids had to go up to 
the second story, the, the landlord of the apartment let her and some other families that were on the first floor um, take up some vacated apartments on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And by the time they got up there, the water had already risen up and consumed the entire first floor. And they had to wait all day for people to come by in boats. Again, people in their own personal boats who were going door to door, house to house, unit to unit. So these were like neighbors and just just civilians. Civilians, just regular people wow. with boats. She she lives over in the Meyerland area. You know that area always floods. Mm-hmm. So and you know it was it was frustrating for them because you know they were the people in the boats were trying to do a system in which they were getting people in orderly fashion you had to take a couple people bring them all the way back take right. a couple bring them all the way back right and sometimes they couldn't understand why they were passing them up and coming back they were like we're going to come back for you we're just trying to get the people that are furthest out first right um so it was frustrating and uh but you know thank goodness for those people who had boats and were willing to go out i, I saw a couple brothers on tv who had their own fishing boats and they were pulling up to, I was going to say they were pulling up to the dock. They were really pulling up next to the freeway mm-hmm. and unhitching the boats. And like, we got to go save some lives. Yeah. And doing that. Shout out to the Cajun Navy. Shout out. Came over from Louisiana with a row of boats. And even under some physical threat by people who are not representative of the character of Houston, uh, still risked life and limb to save a lot of people. Yeah, big shout out to them. Huge, man. huge shout out. Um, so, and I and I know you know I apologize because my it's it's been a week of constantly being on, and this is like the first day that I've kind of turned my brain off just a little bit mm-hmm. so that I can relax. And I know that there's a lot that that I keep missing, and I, I don't I don't, I, I want to move on from that part of it. And in the next segment, when we come back from the music break, we're going to talk about what Houston did to to kind of pull together right? in in the aftermath of it. So we're going to take another music break, and then we'll be back in just a moment with From Houston. With love. Sound. Go crazy. Got to look up 
build the tracks, build it back, y'all see what remains. That says to test the bowels and sound manipulate and reshape the profound to agitate imagination. Need the charts in need of irrigation. Come on, come on. Uh, and break beat, break dance, break bread, stay fed, break it down to a nigga in the street, break his neck, selling D just to keep him on his feet, on his knees, praying God, please keep me out of heat. Uh, cold world can't judge, guess we all gotta eat. Everybody turn rapper, guess we all need a beat. B boys become men, back spinning the wind. New trends will begin to start at the end. The end. experiences with Hurricane Harvey that hit us just recently. So we, we've, we've talked about the tragic side of what happened with the hurricane. And there's there's not a lot more that can be said that a lot of people don't know or that they haven't seen in the news already. But let's talk about let's talk about what happened once the sun came out figuratively <laughs> and literally and what Houstonians have done to pull together to to reclaim their city. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, one of the one of the worst parts of the hurricane was the you know there's there was like a twenty four to forty eight hour period where you couldn't really go anywhere. There was really no freedom of movement. Right, and you start tuning in. You start seeing. A lot of people, especially like a lot of friends of ours, like uh, shout out to Scotty Spitten. Um, Scotty Spitten, he stays right along Allen Parkway, you mm-hmm. know, and, and watching his video of of his spot almost being flooded, and then hearing about friends in Sienna Plantation, our Radio Galaxy friends out there, who basically had a tornado pass over them. Right, um, and you're sitting there, and you feel kind of helpless. There's a feeling of helplessness where you're like, there's something, I need to do something right now because even though I'm okay right here, I feel very uncomfortable with the people I know not being okay. And it was amazing watching watching Houstonians from all across the board doing things great and small to to help pick up their city and, and kind of get people back on their feet 
what was one of the first things that you did that you can think of to, to kind of reach out to someone else? Um, I just started sharing information first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, where there were um, like rescue points, like I was watching what watching what um, what the National Black United Front was doing. Uh, if I, you know, I couldn't really get to them at that point, right. but I saw that they were kind of kind of mobile, and so I was sharing what what rally points they were at. Right. Uh, wherever I saw where there was um, like food or water, uh, I know Kavanaugh and the, and the West Street Recovery, uh, they were out there helping the people. Mm. So I was kind of like connecting right. dots here and there like that at first, uh, and then once once. Um, once I saw you were mobile, and you you know you saw because I know you were kind of gauging, yeah, yeah somewhat <laughs> somewhat gauging what what was what you know yeah. so it's like what was accessible and what was not yeah um you know that kind of helped me because that's how I got to my mother when you told me Scott Scott was kind of clear yeah because once you told me that um, okay so I'm gonna mm. give you this example okay <laughs> real quick uh, we finally saw we 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 had been in the house. For like four days, <laughs> yeah, right, and so we was like, we like, I'm gonna just use the term I use, like, fuck it, man, mm-hmm. like, I need some Shipley's, and I don't even eat Shipley's, <laughs> but you know Shipley's is right off of MLK, right? So <laughs> we hop in my sister's whip, and we go to Shipley's, right? On the way there, you know, I see it's raining, it's still raining, yeah. I see this dude looks like Sugar Ray Robinson, he's He's shadow boxing in the rain. This old dude, <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm passing. Uh, I, I forgot what street it is, but I'm passing. <laughs> I'm like almost at Shipley's, and I look to my left at, in the driver's seat, and this old man is literally in the middle of the street on the other side, shadow boxing in the rain. Hey, why not? Go figure. Why not? Go figure, man. He was like, "Fuck it, I got to get out the house too." Yeah. So cabin fever is cabin fever is something else, man. So, so I, I got the you know I got the the uh, the intel from you that Scott was open. Scott goes all the way mm-hmm. to Cashmere Gardens mm-hmm. and it turns into Hirsch Road. Hirsch, that's it turns what it was. into Waco then Waco. Hirsch. Waco, okay. I, I knew the Waco yeah. part. So it, that took me straight to where my mom's was at. Was able to get her and bring her back that's to the up. crib, right? Yep. So so that. But other than that. Was just connecting, like like your information helped me, and mm-hmm. then using that information, I shared the same information, yep. and was just like really just piggybacking off of what everybody else was doing because, some well, if I had information about people in Cyprus, I'm giving that information out, right? Because we have people that's in Cyprus, right? You know what I'm saying? We had people that was on the east side. We had people that you know some people that was. Um, uh, Kate in the Katy area, mm-hmm. Southwest, all of that. But I initially started by sharing information of where people were, sharing information of where necessities were that right. people needed, and in 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 that that kind of before yeah. before I was able to get out on in the street, <laughs> that was at least trying you know trying to help right. people with with where they could go to get their you know get the necessities taken care of man right that's and that's the beautiful thing about about social media even though we we use it a lot of times to talk about game of thrones yep or to you know trash the vmas or something like that <laughs> one of the beautiful things about social media especially the way that it presented itself with hurricane harvey was that it was a good command center for information mm-hmm. 
Um, I didn't watch the news at all during the week, and I and that was partially because I had no power, yeah. but also I was really focused on trying to get firsthand information for what's on the ground and what's most relevant to the people in my circle. Right. That's what social media is for. It's for cultivating people that are closest to your circle. And just like you, my whole thing for the for the 48 hours or whatever that I couldn't even really leave the house, I was like, let me at least talk about what I'm seeing and hearing. Mm-hmm. First-hand accounts. Um, if people... I know people are watching the news and, and national news is going to say, oh, Houston is a disaster area. Right. But there are people who have friends and family in Houston who can't contact them that at least want to know if the area that their friend or family member stays in is cool or if they need to think about mobilizing or whatever. Right. So my goal, just like yours, was just to inform people as much as I could for a couple of days. And it was good because my Facebook threads in particular – were places where people could say, "Hey, Damien, do you know about do you know about uh, what it's like over on the West End, like in Katy, in this area?" Mm-hmm. And then other people can see that and they can comment, like, "You can make it to this street. You probably can't make it to this street. Blah blah blah. Just hold off or whatever. Or if you know some, if you know someone in that area, they're probably okay. Just give them a, ch- a second because the power's out, whatnot. Yeah, that was. I think that's invaluable on all of our parts." Because it's firsthand information that's very relevant to the people that are most connected to us. Mm -hmm. And that was an amazing aspect of social media that I haven't gotten to experience firsthand. I'm I'm pretty sure people in other places have been able to do it, especially people who've been through other disasters and wars. And this was the first time that I actually had a notice pop up that said, Check in and let everyone know that you're okay. I've always seen it for other people. Yeah, yeah. And and because I try, because I was, you know, I was like, I'm trying to pay this forward. I checked myself as safe even before the storm hit because I was like, regardless of what happens, (laughs) I am going to be okay. Right. I'm going to make sure. I don't want anybody to worry. Whatever happens, I'm going to be all right and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that at the very least everyone stays informed. Mm hmm. And and it wasn't just us, obviously, doing it. There were a lot of people who were sharing all over the place. Um, so shout out to the entire network of friends and social media. No doubt. Who were, you know, who contributed to that. Because there were people who, who directly benefited from that. No joke. And every day that I could, I would try to venture a little further from the house mm-hmm. just to gauge how far I could go. Because I had friends, had friends right one neighborhood over close to the Beltway South who couldn't leave their neighborhood because the retention pond flowed over and all the streets outside of the neighborhood had water that was like three feet deep. So there were people literally on an island that couldn't get out for like three or four days. So I would try to see how far I could go in either direction. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I came upon Scott Street. I was like, hey, if you're trying to get up there, I went all the way up Scott and it was clear as far as I could see. Yeah. But that's the kind of information that that we all need, and it was it was, and, and I'm, I know stories like that popped up all over the city the entire time, so that was good. Um, so you 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 were able to get your mother, brought yeah. her, you know, brought her back safely. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else did you see people doing after that, or you did yourself to to start? That man, like get, like uh, 
Dude, I I have to give it up, man, to uh to Malik Muhammad, man. Mm-hmm. He is um he is a master organizer, and he knows how to to bring people together. Malik, mm-hmm. Derek Muhammad, and my man uh, Northside Outlaw, those boys were out there getting teams together, man. Uh, with with little that, that they had to work with as far as real estate, because right. you know we still we're still, you know, at an impasse with where the water waters are, are at. You know what I'm saying? Because right. cause 288 was flooded at the time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you had to know your way around the back streets and just streets, period, to get to certain points. You know what I'm saying? But they were mobile and mobilized in the uh, in, in, within the community, man, uh, just being sure that those who were overlooked and wasn't being – the, you know, the light wasn't mm-hmm. being shined on. Right. They were out there creating situations, man, to where, you know, they, they had food and they had water. They needed saving. They needed evacuation. They right. were they were creating they were creating uh just pretty much opportunities for them to get out, man. And uh just I was watching and reaching out at the same time, but the guys were so, you know, they was <laughs> they was, were on point. They man. were on they were on it so much, man. It was like, okay, let me share information then. Yep. You know, because like if I can't be out there, I'm gonna share the information to where you at. Right. So so but just watching how they was moving, man, and um uh, and the and, and I, I know I'm saying the same names, but these is who I this is what I was watching and it's right. documented. You know what I'm saying? They were documenting their work, not not on some look at me, but look, yo, you need help. This right. is where we are. This is yep. where we will be. And this, and if if you know anybody that needs to get needs help, just let us know. If right. you know what I'm saying, and we'll try to get to them or whatever. So just seeing them move in that manner, man, that 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 was an inspiration for me to be like, okay, continue to do. You need to continue to do something. Yeah. <laughs> to yep. help somebody, you yep. know what I'm saying. So that 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 was just it was just moving, man. And it, it goes back moving. it goes back to preparation and organization, man. That that's not that's not possible unless those brothers had a plan in place before mm-hmm. everything went down. Like we know that we're going to have to serve our community. Right. So let's have this plan in place even before it hits. That way we can lose as little time as possible mm-hmm. getting help to people. And and again, there there are stories like that all around. There were people who did that on a more individual level. Um so you know, I don't. I definitely don't want to overlook that as well. Um, obviously, we started seeing a lot of uh, a lot of places um, open locations to accept donations, uh, mm-hmm. diapers, formula, of course, non-perishable food, clothes, medical kits, and so forth. Uh, I, I, I again, I've never seen it done on a scale like we saw it this week here in the city right like i i really hope that no one is is in want or in need of something at this point i, I know that people are still are, but I, I i hope there's not a shortage of supplies because i've never seen an outpouring like this before right um you know and like i said you and i we donated some clothes and i I wanted to I wanted to do more like there at one point I think on either Thursday or Friday like I felt like I was at home I need to do something at this point I can move around more so I put out an open offer for anyone like if they needed they needed me to come through to help with sheetrock or carpet Mm -hmm. 
Um, I was able to help one or two people, but then I got called in to work. I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do apologize to Mark Fury. Uh, I was supposed to go and help him out, but I got called in to work. And uh, Golden, I wish I could have helped you a little bit more. But again, um, you, you know how it is. Uh, I did. I did spend a little time volunteering over at uh, the Kingdom Builder Center, Windsor Village Church. Uh, actually, I just I was in the area and I wanted to say hi to a couple of people that I work with. It was like, hey, since you're here, go ahead and slap on the badge. Right. I was like, Shh, that's what's up. Yeah. Let's get it. What you need me to do? And we um, we're actually packaging up a bunch of blankets and clothes that they were going to take over to the the central HISD building. Oh, wow. To, to pass out later. So that was, it was, it was, and again, um, oh, I, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about this in the next segment. Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to organization and preparation, man. Yeah. Um, even if, you know, there's only so much that we can do to prep ourselves uh, for what we might have to encounter in our personal lives for disaster. Also, one thing to keep in mind is to have a contingency plan on how you can help other people if you're able to do so. Yeah. If if something like this yeah happens to you, cause man, I'm tired in the Hebrew slave right now, bro. Dog, <laughs> you and me both. Like Friday, Friday, I went and uh and uh you know we cleared my mom's crib out mm-hmm. cause you know it needed to be done. My mom's, my sister's crib, cause they both got flooded out just bad, man. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday. Went on that east side, bro, and I almost shed a tear, man, riding down that street, man, because it's like every single home, every single home, you see nothing but trash, mattresses, furniture in front of every, on each side of the road, bro, every home. It's nothing but trash in front of every home, and, 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 uh... We went to help a friend out, man, clean their home out, man, their mother's home out. And their, mo- their mother, she was like an older lady. Uh, she's, you know, she's uh, not alive uh, anymore or whatever. But but uh, she had that rock-solid wood furniture mm. that made you, like. That you old-school solid furniture. It was going to let you know if you was a man or if you <laughs> needed to go have several seats for a moment, bro. Yeah. And man, when I tell you, <laughs> you had to move it all out. It man. really, it really made you. It really made you, like, like I, I, I look at it like this, and I'm not making it. I, I'm just saying, like, for people, you, you never know how much you can push yourself until you push yourself to the limit. You yep. know what I'm saying? Especially when you're trying to help somebody else out. Yep. And man, just cleaning that house out, man, and just, just. Being amongst other people, man, that were, were were doing a service for somebody else, not getting paid nothing. Right. That that's that's that that goes a long way, man. And and it's you know you you pay like you you saying using the term pay it forward, man. You pay that forward to people, man, and and you know nothing but good can come. Yeah, not from even any of that, man. Not even looking to get paid. Not even looking for gratitude. It's just yeah. like I've never seen such a sense of duty where people are just like, man, this is. I'm not doing this because they asked me to do it. I'm doing this because this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. This is what I need to do. This is my this is my community. This is my city. Yeah. That's your neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't drive through your neighborhood and 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 see 
furniture and everything strewn out on the lawn and not feel like, man, I got to do something. Yeah. It was like when we had Hurricane Ike hit here and there were trees all over my street, man. We couldn't, we could not leave the street. It wasn't flooded. There were just actual trees in the street. In the street. And I remember when the, when the storm lit up that morning that the sun came, sun came out. It was weird. It was like a, it was like a, a sitcom. Everybody came out at the same time. We all just kind of looked around. <laughs> a couple dudes were like, "We got some chainsaws." Another dude was like, "Man, I'll fire up the pit." Yeah. And everybody just they went in the house, got their gloves, got their boots. Nobody said anything. Just came back out and just got to work, man. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there was just a nice, some nice grill action going on. Yeah. But you just can't, you just cannot look at your neighborhood in that situation and not feel compelled. Yeah, man. To to do something. Because I'm thinking, like, I think I was talking to you about this earlier, man. Like, in moments like this, man, like, you know, got to make a living. You got to make a living to keep your lights on. Mm -hmm. But, like, in, in times like this, man, like, I really... I'm really like, work was work, man. The work right now look like our whole community need work yeah. done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I know whatever, whatever I need to do, whatever I need to do to help to help out somebody. That's that's what's that's that's just what it is, man. Because like, at the end of the day, I came to an uh, I came to an epiphany uh, yesterday, man. I was like, look, man, all this helping your fellow man out. That should be the norm off top anyway. Anytime. All of this, you know, it's funny, like, they're giving away stuff and they're helping people and they, you know, they're they're giving, having a sense of 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 just giving and, and, and providing for people. That should be the fucking bar off be, top. Yeah, that should be the default. <laughs> that should be happening anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't have to happen to where it's a disaster or somebody dies or something to where somebody wants to have to help somebody, yeah. you should be doing that anyway. Anytime. Any chance <laughs> you get. You should be doing that anyway. So like, man, it, it just it just it helped me to help me to really just see, man, this is what it is. You 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 help the next man beside you from whatever point they're at to at least one step forward. Yeah. At least one step. It doesn't take much. To help somebody one step forward, you know what I'm saying, and 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 that's and that's what it's all about, man. That that's what I get from this hurricane here, because to literally be amongst all of this and see, like we 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 in martial law now. We got a curfew. We we got let's 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 not let's not (laughs) I'm not let's not quite call it martial law, man. Dude, when I have to be in, if I have to get hemmed up, if I get hemmed up. For not being at home at a certain time, I get that. <laughs> let's just let's just not take it that far yet. Hey man, people getting hemmed up for not being at the crib at a certain time, bro. I know. I know. Come on, man. But let's just the let's, movies were right, bro. <laughs> let's just let, let's just not let's just not take it that because. Because I went in the Kroger's. It's a, a a police officer, like fully vested, fully everything, like. Cause some people, cause some people, some people, when when you come when you have traumatic situations like this, some people just react differently. Yes, to yes, trauma. they do. So I'm not gonna see because one of the things that pissed me off was that at one point I started getting a bunch of text messages and emails from people 
they were like, yeah, see, what y'all don't realize is this is all part of a government conspiracy. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. remember when they did the Jade Helm thing two years ago? That was just a training exercise to prepare you for when HARP created Hurricane Harvey. So yeah. basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to turn Texas into a militarized state so they could secede from the Union and yeah. then declare war against Washington. I was like, see. It ain't that deep. That's where you got me fucked up, bro. <laughs> I just want my lights on right now, and I want to help my cousin get his wet carpet and sheetrock out of his house. Right. So, you know, y'all can say what y'all want to about whether you think it was a conspiracy or not. Um, I'm going to call it bullshit. Right. And, and just, then I'm, I'm going to keep going about keep my business. Moving. Yes, we have a curfew. <laughs> I don't want to call it martial law yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> because I understand. I understand at this point why it's like that. I don't like it. But I knew I do know, like we said at the beginning of this program, there still are some people out there. Yeah, there are. But yeah, they they need to go ahead and they can go ahead and lift it now if they want to. Yeah, I I, I would okay. be very it's, happy if it's, they did. It's a post apocalypse law, then. Yeah, I, I just say post apocalypse. We'll, we'll say yeah, we'll say that. I'll it's disaster law. I'll, I'll use that term. It's disaster okay. law. We'll do not martial yet. No, because we're not. Okay. you know they're not marching us to concentration camps or FEMA camps or nothing like that. If they if they if they start lining us up like right now in a dry neighborhood like Red like, Dawn yeah, almost if they start Red Dawning us <laughs> then I'll be like all right this might be martial law okay this might be okay. martial law okay but you know I could still go to the Kroger in Shadow Creek and get gas for dollar ninety nine a gallon yeah Let's give them their sh- your shillings yeah yeah you know, I got that's, you. that's still not. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We, okay. That, right. That's that's. I got you. I got you. I don't want to start sounding yeah, conspiracy yeah, like yeah, yeah. Not just yet. Because you know <laughs> it also happened to be the same weekend where it's now open carry for swords and knives and machetes as well. So you know it sure is. I see, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Keep so, that sword on deck, my yeah, brother. Somebody, somebody's gonna get paranoid now. Um, we're gonna take one more break, and then we're going to come back and uh, close out the show. On a positive note, I hope. and uh, But we'll be right back with From Houston. With love. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Clear. See, right about now, we live in a day and time where it's not really about the talent in music. Amen. It's about how much you can run your mouth and build enough hype around yourself. Well, where I come from, we got this little thing called show and prove. That's right. You do the damn thing, and the music speaks for itself. It's kind of like this. Come on. Don't talk about it. Nope. Just be about it. You ain't heard a thing from me till you read about it. Took the road less taken and got rerouted. Sick of sitting and waiting. Had to be about it. See him sitting, complaining about the scene dying. Trying to wait for a break when they ain't even trying. Watching the next man copping a check. Coming soon for the longest. Y'all ain't dropping it yet. Even if you dropping it all, you dropping a ball. Why the kettle gotta worry what the pot is called? See you always want a medal when you're not involved. Why they always try to settle when they shot gets called? Firing blank, scared to put five in the tank. We done filled up, about to take a ride to the bank. Hell yeah, we selling out player shelves and racks. Talking about the hell is back from hell and back. Far more hunger now than a younger version of me. Trademark the sound, you can be certain it's me. We done hit a level none of y'all are certain to see. We done been in places most of y'all are hurting to be. I wish I had the time for the idle chat. Kids pissing and crying to get the idols back. 
All the time you spent trying to converse Somebody else just got on the grind and did it first yeah. See the crying about the underground and staying in it I know about it, I just sat around and laid in it yeah. Marinating too long, you get stagnated On the next man's tip, you're getting castrated Fascinated, satisfied, being mediocre This ain't about getting by a trick Getting over, got your eyes on this and need to watch yours. See the checking and got mine, but not yours. Not yours. Notice I ain't gotta resort to telling brothers how they gotta come out and support. This ain't about building the scene, it's all about this dynasty. Nothing better to do, that's why you iron me. You need something to do, you need to be about it. If you see me in the room, and just walk about it. Quit acting like a bitch and make something happen. I'm sitting back and letting Big Mon get it cracking like a crack addict. But I don't think about it, cause I don't talk about it, boy I be about it, cause we don't talk about it, boy we be about it, cause we don't talk about it, boy we be about it, uh, the back-to-back -back champions, I guess I'll go back-to-back -back slapping, the game went back to whack rapping, pain in the ass, back-to-back -back cramping, too much of this back-to-back -back scratching, but when the itch on your back, they backtracking, especially when you back-to-back packing, high capping behind your back laughing, quick front and you back to bad acting, no drama, enough for that captain, get your boat sunk, my throat pumped, this hate fuel to wake you from back-to-back -back napping, stop sleeping, reaching for my napkin, see we eating, you back-to-back -back snacking, some of them sees me back-to-back -back fasting, cause when they Blow just back to back gassing. Uh, Showed up back to back yapping. Right. Throwing up back to back hacking. And hip hop, we lick shots and heat glocks. For cheap pops, just back to back clapping. Uh, Standing OVs. After parties with double the shorties, just back to back macking. Swine know them back to back tapping. Back to back smacking. Back to back cracking. And that's final. Final. Cause I don't talk about it. Or I be about it. Go to Sleep, wake up, you still dream about it. You can write it all down, then read about it. Uh. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes our story on how stupid y'all look at the sound. We got Yes, 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 yes. We're back from our music break. Been here talking about uh, pre and post Hurricane Harvey. We're on the post right now. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're um, here um, just really, man, just really regrouping and gathering our thoughts and getting our minds back right, man, from this. I don't want to even say traumatic because it just sounds corny to me. Uh, we're recovering. We're yeah. in We're but, in recovery. I mean, let's be real, man. It's, it, it is. Let's accept it for what it is. It is a traumatic experience. It's a collective trauma. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not one of those dudes that's trying to throw a pity party or anything like that. But it is for a lot of people who were unfortunately less fortunate than us in this situation, it is a traumatic experience. There, there yeah. are people who experience a complete loss and some people who experience losses of lives. Let's not forget everyone further down the coast, Corpus Christi, Port Aransas, Rockport. Yeah. And even in LaPorte, Beaumont, who probably suffered a lot more structural damage than we did. Port Aransas, they said is 90% gone. It's almost what? Gonna, yeah, like it, it's it's a wrap. Dang. So it is a traumatic experience for a lot of people. Um, but again, there's been a great outpouring of hope and help from people all across the country. Um, 
and again, as we said before, there are people here who open their doors to take other people in. One of the big stories that came out in the social media sphere was the outcry against Joel Osteen, mm. the Lakewood Church, the largest church in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the actual church building used to be the Houston Summit, which was a sports arena mm -hmm. where the Rockets won back-to-back -back championships. Yes, sir. Uh, for those of you not familiar with Joel Osteen, it's a very popular preacher. It's a non-denominational church who often speaks of prosperity and mm -hmm. wealth. And he came under fire just after the hurricane because with him having the largest congregation in Houston, his doors had not yet been opened to shelter people. Right. I personally did not participate in this outcry or this debate because I was too busy focusing on the things that I could control. <laughs> uh, what, what, were your, what were your thoughts on the whole situation? Uh, my thoughts are at the end of the day, you control what you do, you govern what you do, mm -hmm. and you concentrate on the things that are important to you and what needs to be done in situations like this. Right. Uh, my personal opinion really doesn't matter for anybody mm -hmm. here, here, here or there. Uh, but at the end of the day, me personally, I don't care what's going on around me. If I can control my situation, then I'm going to control my situation and, and, and team up and, and politic with those who are controlling the situations at hand and, and not complain and not look around and say, hey, look over there, a squirrel. The squirrel ain't doing nothing. Yeah. You know, like, nah, I deal with cats that's making stuff happen right. and making it happen myself instead of, you know, looking around to see who ain't doing what. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a waste of energy absolutely for me, is. In, in, in my opinion. <laughs> Especially in a situation where time is of the essence. Time, like cause, because like you just said, time, mm -hmm. that's... That's time wasted when we could be that 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 time could be going somewhere else right to help somebody. Yeah. So, I, so I, I stayed away from that conversation. And instead, I was focused on trying to direct people towards what resources were available. And one thing that I noticed was that a lot of the Methodist churches in the area and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was organized by them, but a lot of them were already open. So I was like, instead of y'all worrying about whether or not his doors are open or closed, right? Uh, go to Windsor Village, go to the Kingdom Builder Center on the southwest side off of Post Oak. They already have a team in place. They're already taking donations. They're already offering some degree of shelter for people. Uh, you know, go there. Here's a list of other churches in the area that are doing the same. Right. I mean, a lot of people were coming on coming down on Joel Osteen, but I also passed by a lot of other churches. That mm -hmm. were not open. And nobody was saying anything about them. Right. Again, it's not our place to point fingers at times like this. Right. Um, I will say that once once he made himself accountable for it, he may not have handled it the best way. <laughs> but again, I'm not the one to say whether or not that's right. Uh, time is of the essence. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys can spend 10 minutes arguing about that. I'm going to spend 30 seconds trying to get some someone to a resource right. that's already available. Right. So, you know, for now, y'all can dead that. I will say, though, I passed by the church a couple of days ago, 
and the line to drop off donations was down the feeder, mm-hmm. down the freeway. So, um, you know, for whatever it was before, once he opened the doors, right, a lot of people did start getting help. And uh, same thing when they opened the doors to NRG Stadium as well. Oh man, there were. I mean, most most places were actually turning away volunteers because they had too many. You're absolutely like, right. That is crazy. Like like, you know, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Houston on, on the soapbox. Like when you have to turn somebody away. Yeah. Forgiving. Like yeah. Because hey, look, we don't have. Any more room for <laughs> for goods? Like yeah. that says a lot about and and I, I I can say the city. I can say whoever came in from other cities, right. you know, to to give as well. That says a lot, man, about about just our people, and to the point to where you get turned away from yeah. wanting to do your part. Right, like. Dude, like I was saying, <laughs> when I was at the Kingdom Builder Center, we were loading up blankets to go to HISD. They had filled up, and this was the last load of the day. I wasn't even there all day. Yeah. They had, like, a large moving truck and then a van already filled with clothes. And it was already filled with, like, clothes and school supplies and blankets. And they were like, okay, we're, we're about to take this back. And next thing you know, they're rolling out, like, four more big carts. Of wow. It. They were like, yeah, we still got more that we need to put out there. And at first, the dude was like, we don't have any more room. I was like, man. Just open that door, man. Yeah, we yeah. Just, we just gonna make it fit. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. were. It was like. It was like. It was like loaves of bread and fish, man. Somehow it just. <laughs> right. It just all worked, but it's it's a great it's a great problem to have where you just don't have the capacity to handle um, the the amount of love that people are trying to trying to share, man. So let's just make sure now that. Um, you know, if if you get turned away from one one spot because they say you have they have too much help, let's go to Fifth Ward, let's go to the West Side, mm-hmm. let's go to the Southwest Side, and let's find those places that aren't getting the that amount of attention. And and I I will say in the last forty eight hours especially, I've seen a lot more going on in those areas uh, for us and by us. No yeah. fubu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's starting to take place now. Um. Did you have any stories from the past week that particularly moved you or or really like a really bright spot? Um I I'll say this for the most part, man. Um I I I can't really speak for anybody else, but for me uh it brought I I've never spent this much time with uh with my sister and my my brother. Mhm. And uh, it's been a long time. You know, we grown, you know, so right. it's like, <laughs> you know, we we all got lives to live. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, uh, it, it, it kind of like, kind of like uh, brought brought us a little closer in this, this past week. Um, and just reconnecting with, with some old childhood friends that, uh, that I haven't talked to in eons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it kind of like, kind of brought brought some things brought brought people together you know what i'm saying like it, it's funny how um funny how we were just saying like things bring people together in times of uh of need yeah, or disaster times of crisis yeah you know what i'm saying and uh just just reconnecting with 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 certain people that i haven't talked to in a long time um uh, i'm glad 
also saw it on the news where it was these el- uh, this elderly home where uh, they were trapped. Oh, I saw that. With, you know, it was just full of water. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I'm glad that they were able to get get those uh, people out of there. Uh, that that uh, that was a real touching thing for me because you know I, I hate to see uh, one thing about kids and the elderly is just um, you know wherever they wherever they need help. I, 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 that's a, a soft spot for me. I, yeah. I you know, I, I'd like to, to kind of like take part in stuff like that. But uh, that was a that was a real positive positive moment for me. Uh, also, another positive moment was when the lady went off on the lady, on the reporter, <laughs> because she was sick and tired. Yes. Of being bothered, and she had just went through an experience, and she didn't want to be bothered with. That was that was a positive moment for me because she was like, "Look, look, man." <laughs> I've you been, see what you see what's going on. Leave me alone right I've been now. out here for four or five days. And you got this microphone got in my this face. Mic in my face. My kids are hungry and cold, and basically you're trying to sell a story right now. Man, I was like, go ahead, sister. But the microphone is still in my face. Yeah, I was but, like, yep. <laughs> go ahead, sister. Yep. That was that. I, that was that was like you know that was some hood positivity for that, me. That, that that brought you that that brought you right out the moment. Like, yep, we, we're still here. Um, what, for, about, what about you, D? For me, and I, I posted this on my Facebook, but I wanted to give a little bit more, uh, a little bit more to it. Um, it's a guy that that I uh, that lived across the street from me growing up. Uh, he stayed with his his parents. He's probably ten years older than me. A guy by the name of Stanley, and um, Stanley was a guy growing up who was uh, he trained in kung fu. Like legitimately training kung fu, I wow. want to say I want to say he was a black belt. That might be my childhood memory or whatever, but I do believe that he was a black belt. So he was like fu. a seventies cat, like yeah. kung fu master. Yeah, but he, I mean, but it was like legit. He wasn't yeah. like no last dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like he he legitimately <laughs> trained kung fu. He also trained guard dogs as well. Hmm. So he would train um, like German shepherds for law enforcement agencies and things like that. And this was when, I guess at this time, he was probably in his early 20s or something like that, early, maybe wow. mid-20s. And I remember he always had, they always had German Shepherds at the house. But he was always training them from like when they were puppies up to whatever age they, they give them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one of the dogs chased me one time, but that's what it, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, when the 80s came around, Stanley was the, um, you know, Stanley made a series of unfortunate decisions during the 80s when, when certain things moved into our neighborhood and it, it changed his fortune, mm. we'll say. Gotcha. So um, there was a period of time where Stanley and his family had a difficult time together and eventually he got kicked out. Okay. Uh, he always stayed in the neighborhood for a while. I think he he stayed with different people, or he would just find a place to stay. But he was always on the street, always doing odd jobs, always friendly, uh, most of the time mm-hmm. to to most people. And when his parents, uh, when his father passed away first, and his mother passed away a few years later, he moved back into the house. Um, he had gotten a job at this point with a uh, with a dog groomer. Okay. Held on best as he could. Eventually, he got evicted from the house. Still stayed around the neighborhood. 
Um, so he was officially homeless at this point. He worked at the those horse stables right off of Scott over here. Mm-hmm. He worked over there and lived in the stables for a while. And then he, for the last year or so, he's been sleeping at the bus stop over here at the Harris Health, at the Harris Health Center. Literally, like sleeping, sleeping at, at the, bus, the bus, stop. bus stop. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and he had a bike, but he's still going around doing odd jobs, helping people out here and there. Yeah. Um, on the Wednesday after the storm, I think that was the first ray of light that we had. He was actually on the street helping people clear out some tile and other things because their their roof had leaked or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, by that Friday, Stanley had ridden his bike all the way up to the George R. Brown Convention Center, which from Sunnyside to downtown, it's not close on bike. And he rode out there still in kind of inclement weather. And when he showed up, they thought that he was looking for shelter or something like that. And Stanley was like, no, I just need a place where I can help out. Right. Um, you know, whatever whatever I can do. And they were like, well, we don't really know what you can do. And he was like, well, I'm a dog groomer, so I see a lot of people here with their pets. I can do that. And they gave him some clippers, and he went to work. And for however amount of time he's been there, the George R. Brown Convention Center, he's been volunteering. He himself being homeless. Right. Volunteering to take care of other people who have been displaced. And I think that story above and beyond anything else that I've seen this week illustrates the character of my city, the character of Sunnyside. Yeah. And and the character of the people that I'm around and influence right. me in that you don't even think about what you have or what you don't have. You just think about what you can do for other people. And I promise you, I'm not saying that to sound cliche or anything right. like that. Right. But it is the absolute God honest truth where this man who has less than any of us have and whose life has probably taken a more unfortunate downturn than any of us will ever understand still found it in himself to go help people that are in need. Okay. Because he felt like that was something that he needed to do. Yeah. Um, I, I shed a I sh- I shed a non thug tear <laughs> when I saw that when I saw that video clip, man. I I I was like, I'm not even gonna try to do push ups to get out of this, man. Nah, I was nah. just like, I'm let me let me let me be human for a second and just accept the fact, man, that this is this is what this is what my city is about, and and this is why this is from Houston with with love. love. <laughs> Um, so final question Mm -hmm. what's next where do we we go from here Uh, I just think man um, we just continue to 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 pay it forward just helping you know just just helping others man Um, because I know I know that I won't go another day without if I see somebody who's who's in need and uh, and not doing something whether if it's giving the shirt off my back, whether it's it's uh, helping to clean out another house or getting a resource to them, just just doing something. Yeah, you know. So so it's just man, it's just playing my part, man. Uh, community always first, and uh, just being a part of, of of trying to connect somebody or trying to do my part to help 
give somebody something mm-hmm. you know i mean and and that's that's all i can say at this point and also like to partner up with uh with the guys in the community who are already already putting their efforts forth to make yeah. things happen as well so that that's 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 uh that's where we go go from from there you know just continue to connect the people with resources that that they're unfamiliar with mm-hmm. and continue to you know do whatever you can you know because we're not god we can't do everything can't do everything you can, you can do something but we can do at least one thing <laughs> anything that we can do is is a help for somebody else um and i you know i agree with you just to piggyback hopefully this for hopefully for at least some people this inspires them to want to give back even when they're not faced with a crisis or disaster but just have a general tendency to always want to look out for other people um that we we still have a ways to go to rebuild we still have people even as of today that are still being evacuated from homes because of rising water we are not out of this by a long shot we might be tired we might feel weak right now mm-hmm. in some cases you know it's okay to take a day of rest and then get back on the grind um school for kids starts in about a week right and um, I work for the district, and, and we were we spent this weekend going around to different schools to make sure that they're up and running and they're functioning. And for the most part, everything looks okay. Uh, I know we're all looking forward to that to kind of gain a sense of normalcy. But let's all let's stay focused. Let's focus on rebuilding, and just know that it happened this week. It can happen again. It probably will happen again. And we just need to always be ready to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and to take care of everybody else. All right. Did you want to send us home? Um, I'll say this. Um, Just from the experiences of what's happening here in the city, uh, people is, is important to remember that we are, are all humans. We are all, we all have our own gifts, talents, and special abilities that God gave us to to assist and help others in in some shape or form, uh, showing humanity shouldn't be a, a fleeting thing. Showing humanity shouldn't be at a certain particular time in a year. Showing humanity should be done on a daily basis. Yes, it should be done on a daily basis, and we shouldn't wait for someone to be in dire needs. We shouldn't wait for someone to die. We shouldn't wait for someone. Uh, we shouldn't wait for for catastrophic events to happen right. in order to show your humanity. Um, I I I'll leave you with this. Don't say what you can't do. Don't say what you 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 can't do. Say what you won't do. Say what you won't do because it's a lot that we can do. No matter if it's one thing, no matter if it's two things, no matter w- whatever. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's what you want do, and I hold myself to the same principles and in regard so whatever it is that you can do if it's making a phone call if it's if it's giving a shirt if it's giving some shoes if it's if it's helping some some elderly person with their home if it's helping somebody move something into their house do it do it be the person to change and just try to make it try to make it on an ongoing basis i'm not here to to, uh preach to y'all about how to be a model citizen but what i am saying is it shouldn't be something that's done 
every now and then or at a particular event that happens in your life to where you see something bad that is happening you feel moved to do something you should feel moved to do something for somebody just off the top off the rip mm-hmm. so i'm gonna leave you with this you go out you look at your community you see what you can do play a part of it small or big it doesn't matter how big or small it is be a part of your community in one way or the other uh, this is from houston with love hurricane harvey tried to kick our ass but Houston is strong, and we are rebuilding Houston. So on that regard, I say peace, blessings to you all, and we are here. And this is from Houston with love. Peace.